Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, The Travelling Introvert and of course this is the Career Conversations segment. I uh, would like to welcome our guest here today, it's Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day out, out here in San Francisco. Um, in the Bayview, more specifically the neighborhood of Hunters Point Bayview in a new community called the San Francisco Shipyard. Oh, okay. Now I want to know more, but I'm not going to get sidetracked. So, <laughs> Mike, first question I ask everybody is, are you an introvert? I am an introvert. I took the Briggs-Myers test a while back. I'm an INFJ, or I was an INFJ. I think I might be like a extroverted introvert now. Okay. And what does introversion mean to you? So growing up, I was a shy kid. You know, it's I kind of like being left alone. Like, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of being like pensive, quiet. Like I said, I was shy. So I think for for me, like introversion, you know, just just the word introversion is just you know just just thinking thinking within okay and would you say that that has helped you in your career well the work that i used to do in tech as well first i started off as a uh designer designing websites starting back in 1995. I was a concert promoter in college, so I had to design the concert posters. And I had a buddy of mine, Chris Jensen, who taught, helped teach me desktop publishing. Um, so working in tech, I was, I was used to just putting on my headphones and, you know, just, just, doing work and and just kind of keeping to myself so in in that regards yeah you know introversion has helped me out because you know it it, it allows you to just kind of like think about things um for the most part like by yourself i think in that regards introversion has helped me out and I guess, have your workplaces been uh, set up in such a way to enable you to do that deep work by yourself? They have. Yeah, working as a... My first job was... uh... Well, I worked for a company um, called Creative Internet Design in Pasadena in 1997. It was just myself, Ari Prochaska, who was one of three co-founders of uh, Creative Internet Design, but his other two founders uh, left to go work for like MGM Studios. And there was a female engineer, so it was just the three of us. So I was, you know, I I basically just like put on my headphones and, and do my work. And then the the other companies I worked for, 
was a small design agency called Adjacency, got it acquired by Sapien. I was at Yahoo shopping and Yahoo travel for four years. I was at LinkedIn for four years, four months, and Zinger for two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, all those jobs, you know, I was working as like either a production designer, visual designer, user interface designer, and I I could just kind of like be working on my laptop and or you know workstation with the headphones on and just work i didn't i didn't aside from reviewing my work with you know my creative director or my team i i could i was pretty much left alone okay and so you've talked about doing a lot of ux work and design work can you tell me about any misconceptions that people might have about your job and or industry Uh, in terms of tech, I think of, you know, a lot of people think about what used to be Fang, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Now Google's Alphabet and Facebook is Meta. Um, I guess people have an image of like techies from like, say, the social network the story about Mark Zuckerberg and his founding of Facebook. Um, so I guess people have the image of like techies, like wearing like t-shirts and jeans. On my case, it was mostly like t-shirts and like short pants or sweatpants. Uh, it's kind of accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I didn't have to, I didn't ever in my career, uh, have to wear a suit and tie until um until I worked for Sapien and kind of like when the when the bubble was crashing they wanted people to be you know more professional so I actually had to you know buy some button down shirts I just got them like a, at a thrift store I mean, I wasn't really meeting clients, so I'm not sure why they wanted the dress code. Oh, the professional dress code. Oh, um, I could go on about what professional means and doesn't mean. So, but I'm not going to. Um, is there something, actually, first question is, can you tell me about a connection that you have made that has changed your life? Yeah. So my first job in tech in the San Francisco Bay Area was with Bernie Deschamps, who was one of four co-founders of Adjacency, which started off in Madison, Wisconsin, and they later moved out to San Francisco. Adjacency had some incredible clients considering how small they were they designed websites for apple land rover nordstrom harbar specialized bikes virgin music tag heuer patagonia I mean, the list was amazing. 
they got acquired by a company called Sapient. And at the time, we were about 50 people. Actually, about 57 people. They got acquired for $50 million. Sapient had actually acquired a company called Studio Archetype that was run by Clement Mock that was double our size, but for half of what we got acquired for. So they probably had something like 110 employees getting acquired for $25 million. And Clement really didn't give much stock to his employees. They were pissed when we got acquired because the principals, Andrew Sather, Bernie, mostly Andrew had equity, was very generous with the equity that he gave us. Um, so, you know, Bernie like has like a really sharp eye, like always had like really good feedback. Um, they kind of took a chance on me. Uh, I came in as a production designer. That means that I was coding HTML and doing iterative design for clients like Rollerblade and Powerbar. So he was really a mentor. And then um, I ended up getting diagnosed with bipolar one disorder in the summer of 2015 when I had for my first manic episode. And, he, and he's really been there. Uh, uh, during the times that I've been like severely depressed, he's always like, you know, a person that's non-judgmental and someone that I know I can reach out to when I'm, 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 I'm like in a depressed state. I mean, I've been so severely depressed where I was in Taipei, Taiwan with my parents and I, I spent six months literally in bed and would go like maybe a week or two without showering or shaving and not even caring that I didn't do, you know, any of those things, you know, in terms of like, you know, well-being. And so how different do you think your life would be if you hadn't made that connection? Uh, I mean, adjacency basically started my career in the San Francisco Bay area. I had a job offer from adjacency and a company called circumstance. Um, I got laid off from sapient in a fourth round and I had a coworker of mine that got laid off in an earlier round and he got a job at Yahoo and he referred me into Yahoo and had it not been for the fact that I had a job at adjacency, I don't think my my life would have taken a completely different course. I wouldn't have worked at the companies that I had. Yeah. Okay. And so as part of that, and this might lead on from that, is is there something that you do regularly that has improved your life, career, and or business? Yeah, absolutely 100 percent uh so being physically active exercising is one of the best things to do for your mental health especially when you're depressed or in my case severely depressed um i go to uh an orange theory fitness studio 
in Mission Bay in San Francisco. And that's something that really has helped me out. I actually reached out to uh, I reached out to Ellen Lotham, who founded Orange Theory Fitness, and she actually replied back to me. I let her know when I first started at Orange Theory Fitness that doing workouts with Orange Theory Fitness was really gonna be something that was gonna help me out with my mental health and she agreed she says you know exercising releases like dopamines you know in my case i find you know working out and exercising way more effective than medication because the medication that i've taken in the past um lithium is not good for your liver uh i've taken medication which has made me gain weight um some of the stuff even has given me like penile rectal dysfunction and, um, you know, sometimes I can't even sleep. So right now I'm not on any medication. I actually art directed a t-shirt with my designer, Damai, out of Indonesia that says Orange Theory Fitness is my drug. That's wonderful. And. I hope to see you wearing it in the uh, fitness place where you work out. Yeah, um, I've done 97 workouts at Orange Theory Fitness starting two and a half years ago. So on my 100th workout, I'm going to wear the t-shirt that says Orange Theory Fitness is my drug. And I'm going to get a photo with the staff holding a sign that celebrates my 100th workout. And we will then send the photo of the t-shirt to the owner of the franchise in San Francisco to see if we can make it an official collaboration between my merch company, T-Shirts Matter, and Orange Theory Fitness in the San Francisco Bay Area. But since I've already communicated with Ellen Latham, who is the founder of Orange Theory Fitness. I'd like to make it international because they have studios around the world. That is awesome. And I cannot wait to see the photos. That's a great thing. So you said about two and a half years. So you were able to keep this up during the pandemic. Um, I worked out at Orange Theory Fitness for a couple times during the pandemic, but I ended up getting severely depressed again because I was worried about money because the stock market crashed during the pandemic and I ended up back up at in Taipei, Taiwan for like six months. Got it. Okay. Yeah. In, in Taipei, Taiwan, um, there is a track that I I had a Fitbit at the time. And, you know, the goal of the Fitbit is hitting your 10,000 steps. So that's that's what I was doing in Taipei, Taiwan, is trying to hit those 10,000 steps. Okay. So with exercise being something that you say yes to and do on a regular basis to improve your life, what is something that you say no to? 
Mm, so I have a t-shirt that I would say it's inspired by Taylor Swift because I'm a huge fan. I stand Taylor. It's a lyric from her song, Shake It Off. It says, haters gonna hate. So I just shake off that negativity. I say no to negativity. Okay, that's that's a good one. Ah, I haven't heard that one. And so, can you tell me something that you've encountered while going through your career and building your business that has surprised you? Hmm, that's a, that's a really good question. Something that has surprised me. I don't know if this is surprising, but I'm pretty resilient. I, I actually today was on a Google Me call with a guy who ran a company that only works with, um, I think, something like uh, five clients per quarter. And it was supposed to be like a 30-minute call. And I was talking to him about my new idea about an urban camping Airbnb experience. And, you know, I was showing him the mood boards and I have another tab open, you know, kind of like, you know, showing stuff. And then I go back to the main room and he's not there. Like we're basically like, you know, 15 minutes in. And so I'm not, I was like, okay, I'm not sure what happened. So like, okay, I disconnect, I log back in. He's not there. I go check my uh, LinkedIn inbox, and I see I see that he's blocked me. I have no clue why. You know, it's like, well, he did say that you know with the companies that they work with that they uh, have to be uh, generating like monthly fifty thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. and they've actually spent $150 million on ads. Mm -hmm. So in the form where they put, how much do you make monthly? I'm like, well, you know, if they're looking for companies that make $50,000, you know, dollars monthly, I'm going to put like, you know, kind of like the little wavy thing, like approximately like 50,000. Yes. yes. You know, but in my case, it, it would, it, it would have been like approximately zero. Mm -hmm. I, I pretty much fill up the forms to tell them what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I think probably the reason why he dropped off the call is like, why is this guy telling me about this Airbnb camping experience when I only work with companies that, you know, make at least 50,000 monthly? Mm -hmm. But I mean, he did block me on LinkedIn, which is kind of curious. I mean, he's like British and uh, he also has like a mustache. Um, he kind of looked like a pedophile. And so you wanted to get to talk because you filled out the form. So why did you want to get to talk to him? Uh, he was able to scale according to his website, you know, these companies like working and, and doing ads and really accelerating the companies. Like I'm basically, I'm basically a rocket ship. I'm, I'm a rocket ship. I'm on the launching pad. All I need is some fuel 
and someone to hit the button to go and then i'm i'm a rocket and you know that's 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 actually what they call like uh startups you know so-called like unicorns that are worth over a billion dollars you know mm -hmm. get ready for a ride on the rocket ship it's going to be the most amazing experience of your life linkedin was the most amazing professional experience of my life that was a rocket ship mm. and so I mean, he must know that people do that because you can't be the first person who's done that. And maybe if he'd been a little bit more curious and or asked questions, that would have come through instead of just blocking people. People don't have curiosity anymore. They're, they're very. I sure. mean, at, at, at any point, he just said, hey, hey, pause. You know, things aren't working. You know, I don't think it's going to work out. It's not a good fit. But no, he just he just, you know. He just left the conversation and blocked me on LinkedIn. Yeah, communication would have been nice. Yeah, ah. communication would have been nice, especially, you know, he specifically says that with the clients they work with, since they work with so few, that it feels like an extension of your team. You know, you'd think that he'd more have more people skills. Yeah, you're right. All right, so... Final question for you. It's the mystery question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, a hot dog is not a hot a hot dog is not a sandwich. Why? Like a sandwich has like, you know, those circular buns. A hot dog does not have a circular bun. I, I mean, unless you put like, you know, like like let's say three hot dogs, you know, between two hamburger buns, you know, then I would say it might be a sandwich, but no, it's not a, no, no, no way. Uh-uh. Right. Emphatically, uh, emphatically, oh, I disagree. Okay. That, I, I like that. I like when people are like, no, this is what I think and why. Um, no. Thank you for that answer. So please let our, my listeners know where they can find out more about you and what you do. So... I was actually an early LinkedIn employee. When I started at LinkedIn in May of 2006, I was the 42nd, well, there are 42 people at the company. I was a 43rd employee and the second visual, uh, second user interface designer there. So I'd say, take a look at me on LinkedIn. It's uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Mike Lynn, M-I-K-E-L-I-N. I have links to press articles about what I've done with T-shirts matter. I have uh, press uh, articles about what I did with my scope day event. My Instagram is instagram.com forward slash Mike Lynn SF M I K E L I N. SF, SF as in San Francisco. Uh, the t shirt company is t hyphen shirtsmatter.com. The Instagram is instagram.com forward slash t dot shirtsmatter, t dot s h i r t s m a t t e r. 
the hyphen is really important. There's there's actually a company that's uh, tshirtsmatter.com without the hyphen. Um, I've had people looking at the website, you know, saying, "Hey, you have this product." I'm like, "No, no, you're 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 on the uh, you're on the wrong website." Yeah, you know, you uh, there's also Linktree, you know, l i n k t r dot e e forward slash capital T, capital S, H-I-R-T-S, capital M, lowercase a-t-t-e-r. That that link has, you know, links to everything. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Thank you so very much for sharing your stories and your time with me today. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that person who ghosted. Mm. All right. Thank you so very much. And uh, this is Janice. Oh, from- oh, oh, yeah. Last, la- last thing. I'm currently working on self-publishing my memoir uh, in the next three to six months, and the name of my memoir is called "The Way Out Is Through: My Mental Health Journey Living with Bipolar One Disorder" by Mike Lynn, and that's inspired. Well, that's that's a song by Nine Snells on the Fragile. The Way Out Is Through. I have so many questions now. That is a great title, and I I I am intrigued. Um, yes, so we're gonna make sure all the links are there, and please let me know when that does come out, so then we can add that too. Um, thank you all for listening. This is Janice at thecareerintrovert.com, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week.